one-on-one interview with Racing Nation's James O'Shea. Thanks for joining us on Racing Nation. The countdown continues for the Morton Co. King of the Mountain, the biggest party on New Year's Eve. Toowoomba's new slot race, it is the most prestigious and expensive in terms of prize money, provincial race in Queensland. The slots continue to be filled. We saw another filled just recently, TJT Bloodstock and Mass Destruction. And the man behind TJT Bloodstock is none other than Tim Taylor, joined us on the show this week. Tim, how are you? Good, thanks, James. How are you? Yes, very, very well. So the deal's done. Mass Destruction will represent TJT Bloodstock in this year's Morton Co. King of the Mountain. Yeah, mate, the deal, deal's been done. It's, it's locked in and, um, yeah, we're good to go. So talk us through the process. How did that come about? Was was it a horse that you always had your eye on or did oh, St Mary's connection? Did Tony reach out to you? How did it all come about? Um, it came about. I've sort of known Tony for a while. He he was a couple of grades below me there at St Mary's um, in high school, which is your old stomping ground. <laughs> a few good, few yeah, good we, ones out of St Mary's, mate. Yeah, you're not wrong. We um <laughs> we played a bit of footy together out at out at All Whites. Um, yep. Uh, Tony trained a few horses for a group of us when we were playing footy together back in the day. Um, and then, yeah, this, I've sort of sort of been hooked on the racing ever since. Always had a horse um, with a local trainer. Had a couple down south. Um, and these days I'm more so into the, the breeding side of it. But yeah. when the, uh, the king of the mountain and the slot, slot holder concept uh, came across my desk, um, I sort of thought I'll throw my hat in the ring and have have a go at this. I've always followed those slot holder races, uh, the Archer and the, the Everest. Pretty interesting yeah. sort of concept, seeing how they all do the deals. And I was one of the lucky ones to get my name drawn out. Um, probably the day after we got um, our slot, I just uh, sent a text to Tony and just said, we got a slot. Um, if you have a horse, let us know. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, I didn't, didn't, didn't hear anything for a while. And then a couple of weeks later, Tony sort of got back in touch and said he had a horse course for our slot um and yeah it just went from there so i didn't go to him we didn't choose out mass destruction i just left it all with tony and uh yeah. that's what he came back with and i think it's a yeah it's a it's a great horse for the race yeah there you go so you go way back to school footy days at all what's gee you had me thinking there you would have rivaled each other in the amount of send-offs between you and Gollan, surely oh i think Gollan would win that one hands down <laughs> you reckon <laughs> yeah I don't know. You might have called a few games back in the day. You'll probably probably have a bit of a record sitting there. Oh. Two lunatics on the football field. Is that fair? Yeah, probably fair to say that. But yeah, no, it's um, yeah, the relationships continue through the through the racing now. And yeah, it's good to see. No, two good footballers played it pretty tough. But yeah, you know, sometimes found yourselves on the wrong side of the uh, referee. May I say that might be the yeah. best way I'll sum yeah. that up. We'll leave it that way, I reckon, James. <laughs> <laughs> now, so mass destruction. What was your thoughts when that was the horse that Tony said this is the horse on if it's the right one for the race? Oh, I think everyone knows, James. You need a you need a very tough horse for that. Any of those feature races over twelve hundred metres at, at Clifford Park, that's the, the uphill. You sort of need a an older horse or a, a, a very tough horse. Um, obviously, mass const- mass destruction can handle that that 1200 up the hill at Toowoomba yep. as, he, as he showed on um, Wheatwood this year um, he's a what's he now he's a 5 or 6 year old gelding um, they seem they seem to be the, the best way to go an older gelding um, 
a tougher horse for that 1,200 metres at Clifford Park. What is there now? There's a they've locked in. Oh, out of the five horses that are locked in, there's I think there's Jasway Bell's the only mare at the moment. The rest are either Colts or Geldings, and the, the older five or six year old Geldings. So um, obviously the favourite there, Apache Chase. Yeah. Um, what's he a five year old Gelding or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd have to think. Mass destruction ticks a few boxes for you. You mentioned there that it'll run a strong, run the journey out strongly at Clifford Park, has experience at Clifford Park, you know, was unlucky in the Wheatwood earlier this year, so ticks a few boxes there and then obviously has that class of, of racing consistently in open company, which is what you're going to need to win a race like this. So probably ticks a few boxes in that regard. Yeah, definitely. I think I was looking at Mass Destruction's record a bit there the other night. I think he's perfectly set for this race. I think he's raced second up or five or six times now. Um here and out of those out of those six times he's he's raced second up. He's either won or placed five out of those six times. Yeah. He's, he's perfectly set for this race and I what's he got? Twenty I think he's got twenty five, twenty seven odd starts. Um and out of those starts he's he's finished in the top three twenty times, so he's a very, very consistent horse. Um and it, yeah, his record looks like he's he's been unlucky a lot of times to Got plenty of seconds and thirds there, so mm. no, I think he's p- perfectly said he's going to be second up. Um, yeah, I was going to ask that. So, what's the plan? So, he, he will be second up into the Morton Coking in the Mountain. Yep, he'll be second up. So, he, he had a jump out last week. Um, I see Tony's nominated him for this Saturday at Eagle Farm over a thousand meters. Yep, um, which will bring him into the King of the Mountain second up there. So that's his. He seems to run best second up. So okay, he's he's, he's yeah he's set and ready to go. What would it mean to you if you could win the inaugural Morton Co. King of the Mountain? Oh, it'd be pretty good, James. I'd, yeah, I've always been interested in those spot holder races, and this one being the first one for for Toowoomba and the prize money that's involved. Yeah, it'd be good to to win the first one. That's for sure. Um, there's some Apache Chase. Obviously, is going to be the one one to beat at this stage until we we finalise the field and see who else is who's locked in. But yeah, being set weights and penalties, I think it'll even things out, and uh, mm. yeah, it'd be, it'd be be good to win, win the inaugural one. That's for sure. So you say that you, you know you like the concept. What is it about the spot racing style that that, that piques your interest? Oh, I just find it interesting who who ends up with the slots. Um, obviously, the Everest is on a lot lot bigger scale than this King of the Mountain one, but the money they sort of fork out and what they pay for the slots and the leading trainers in the country and owners how they do their deals and lock their horses in. It's just, yeah, it's mm. a good concept, good, interesting concept to be involved in and to watch. Yeah, so in terms of your process with this, so speaking with Tony, was that pretty much all you did or did you field any offers outside outside of that or this was pretty much the way that you were happy to go? Um, to be honest, there was no, there was no other offers. No one came forward early on in the piece. Um, I just sort of left it with Tony. I knew he'd have a horse and I knew he'd come back to me. So, yeah, that was. I was just glad that he... He sent back mass destruction jewels if you want, yeah. mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was as simple as that. He knows what he's doing. I left it up to him, and that's what he came back with. So. Yeah, okay. So then we go. That's how it comes back. And you mentioned for yourself, so you, and you race horses with, with Tony? Uh, yeah, I've had a couple over the years with Tony. Um, I've been in a couple of the Black Saw ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, not the not the good ones, but um, <laughs> a couple of the Black Saw ones that, that chip away. Um yeah, I've had a few with Tony over the years, plenty. Uh, probably the most recent one that was any good was How Wonderful Life Is. It 
it raced yeah, in a yeah. three-year-old guineas race on Millions Day. A few, That's few right. Um, it was one of the better ones, but yeah, no, it, Tony's got a, a few for us down there. Yeah, and, and and what is it that piqued your interest in racing? You mentioned getting involved in the industry and now as, as an owner and and, uh, and branching out in that regard. So TJT Bloodstock, for example. So what's that yeah. all about? Um, oh, early on it was just more Mason footy and having a bet and then getting into a couple of horses just for a bit of fun. But it was just I've always been involved since then in in having race horses and then more so. Recently, I've sort of branched out into the breeding side of things. I yep. find it very interesting, the breeding. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not as much into the race horses um, anymore. I'm more sort of into the breeding side of it. That's how TJT Bloodstock came about. We are sort of uh, getting into some decent sort of brood mares and yep. looked at, yeah, we had to go into setting up that company there, TJT Bloodstock. And, um, yeah, we've got some, um, some half-decent brood mares there that are, that are going okay. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, the breeding side of it, I'm really interested in these days. Yeah, right. The racing side of it, but yeah. So breeding to to sell or Bre- breeding to sell? Yeah, yeah, breeding to sell. Um, yeah. I've um I've been lucky enough. <clears throat> I was introduced through mutual friends a while ago to um Ron Gilbert, who owns High Grove yep. Stud. Very um, successful. Yeah, very successful, and what there what there isn't. To know about breeding, I mean Ron Gilbert, he knows it all. Um, I've been lucky enough to have his input and advice along the way. Um, but yeah, no, he he sort of helped me get into the breeding side of it, and yeah, it's a bit of a bu- bit of a bug the breeding side once you get into the system. <laughs> he's not a bad not a bad man to be taking advice from or, or following through. Yeah, he's been um, very very astute. You know, we just see the results of some of the horses that he, of course, takes to sales, not whether they're locally here in Queensland or the big Sydney sales, but, you know, very, very successful breeder as Ron Gilbert. So, so yeah, so, so, what, so what broodmares have you got? Um, we've got, oh, there's a few, but a couple of decent ones. One is actually out at Highgrove with Ron. Yep. Uh, he's got a share in it, and um, it's uh, it was a street cry mare. Yep. It's onto its fifth foal now, and um, it's got a, just had a bivouac colt. Um, what she had, she's had a, a Pierrata colt, um, Sebring filly. Um, yeah, we've had a, um, we're pretty successful with one of the, it had an Autumn Sun colt, um, mm-hmm. which uh, went well. But yeah, no, it's it's straight cry mare. We had Ron Breddit. We stayed in with him. It went down to, uh, to Lindsay Park. Unfortunately, her knees didn't hold up. She had a yeah. couple of down there. Um, Came back to the breeding barn. Um, we got one, one there at Kitchwin Hills down in the Scone area. Um, it's a fast net rock mare in foal to Blue Point at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we had one down there. Oh, we've had a couple of mares that, as all these breeders would know, we we've had bad luck with. Um, but yeah, mm. they're probably mm. two of the best ones. Um, so that would be, I was thinking. So would that be the first crop from Bivouac? Um, yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. that's the first. Yep first crop um we sent her back to bivouac again it was a pretty good looking um cult, yeah, right. so she's gone back to, to bivouac again so yeah they they seem to be getting pretty good reports for bivouac especially the yeah, cult. okay yeah not surprising he was a he was a cracking sword himself wasn't he as was a racehorse and he was a great racehorse winning yeah well, he won a lot of things of course obviously but um but won a 
what do you mean, Golden Rose won um, won one of the feature Flemington races up the straight. Yeah, no, he's a he was a he was a great horse for Godolphin, and be interesting to watch the progeny unfold in, in in that way. So yeah, so so there you go. So yeah, so plenty of involvement. Well, do you have any that are getting ready for sales coming up? Um, yeah, we've got the uh, we've got a, a PR article which is out at Highgrove. Um, yeah, it won't. It didn't make millions. It was a late fall, so millions in January sale this year at millions is probably a bit early for that one. Um, he'll probably go to the maybe the June sale or classic, but um, yeah, that's the only one we've got coming up at the moment for sale. Mm-hmm. The rest all, all twelve months off. So, all right, well, we'll keep an eye on the name TJT Bloodstock and see where that where that certainly takes us. But yeah, pretty exciting journey. But first and foremost, we're going to concentrate on the Morton Co. King of the Mountain Mass Destructions, the runner that will be in your slot. Looking forward to it on New Year's Eve. Uh, Tim, do appreciate you giving us some of your time on the show today. Very interesting story, and we wish you all the best for the Morton Co. King of the Mountain on New Year's Eve. No worries. Thanks for your time, James. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.